This is the Key to Authority Podcast, episode number 25. Welcome to the Key to Authority Podcast, where it is all about helping you unlock the secrets of becoming the go-to expert in your industry. And here is your host, Janish Pandya. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Key to Authority Podcast. I'm really, really excited about this one as it's not only the 25th in the series, but it is also the first one I've ever recorded over a phone call rather than a Skype or in-person interview. The response and love I've got from you over the 24 episodes has simply been amazing and I want to thank you for it. Over the 25 episodes, I've learned a lot about podcasting, about interviewing, and also from the content from the interviews. And there is also a lot of additional opportunities that have come out from the podcast, such as speaking opportunities, meeting some incredible individuals, and also my business is taking a new direction and a lot more. All of this is something I never imagined. When I started the podcast, I had doubts about it and whether anyone would listen, where I would get time from, who would want to be interviewed, and etc. etc. At one point, I even thought that people would laugh at my voice. Silly me. With the help of my mentor and friend, Ron Gibson, I overcame most of the self-limiting beliefs and things that were holding me back. And now I can't even think of what would have happened if I didn't launch the podcast. Even the best of us face self-limiting beliefs, and that stops us from realizing our maximum potential. It is predominant when you are the only one in your business, such as an author, speaker, a coach, or an entrepreneur. It holds you back from growing your authority and realizing your maximum potential. So to tackle this massive issue, I had to bring someone who deals with it on a day-to-day basis with the clients. Today's guest for the show is Nerida Mills. Nerida assists entrepreneurs and business owners to live a life of their true potential by ensuring that they are not the very thing getting in the way of their own success. Nerida believes a new paradigm is upon us where success is defined no longer based on monetary rewards alone, but in combination with happiness, well-being, and sustainability. It is from this perspective that Nerida assists her clients to create success. As it was the first time recording over the phone, audio quality of this interview is less than the regular ones but it is still clear enough to hear out the awesome knowledge and insights that Nerida has to share so make sure you listen to the end but before we dive into what Nerida has to share i would like to thank today's sponsor get response get response is probably the world's most easiest email marketing and autoresponder service they have a drag and drop editor along with other cool features to make life easy for even the non-tech savvy people and the best part of the service is the 24-7 live chat support. It makes it a breeze to get answers to any questions you might have. And if you don't have an autoresponder service or you're thinking of changing from your current one, then GetResponse is definitely worth a shot. Go to keytoauthority.com slash getresponse to get a free 30-day trial. Now, here's Nerida Mills. Hi Nerida, welcome to the Key to Authority podcast. Really appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, Sharon Atwood and Joe Saunders, they both referred me that you have to talk Nerida and you have to get her on your show. She is really amazing and the work she does with her clients is really, really, really amazing. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Janesh. And thank you, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) So Nerida, uh, if you could go into some details of what you do with your clients and how you got started and why exactly are you doing what you're doing? Sure. So I guess with my clients, um, my main goal is to get them out of their own way 
in creating the results that they want. So my journey starts some time ago, back when I was about 19, I was left with my hair falling out and um, got to question a lot about the way of the world and how I perceive the world and how the world perceives me. And that kind of had me on my own personal journey into understanding, you know, how does the body work? How does the mind work? How does the spirit work? How does that all interconnect? And what does that actually mean? And all of those sorts of things. And, yeah, then a couple of years ago, I kind of had a need to find a new dream or a new goal in my life based on a pain experience, thank you, universe, and realized that, that this is what I was actually here to do, to share what I've learned over the last, not to mention how many years. So, <laughs> it hasn't been that long. But, you know, that was really kind of a moment of understanding myself of, of what I was actually here to do, which was really powerful, and I've been doing it ever since. So, um, now that's what I like to do. I like to teach and help my clients basically have that understanding and be able to recognize certain patterns in themselves so that they have an ability to choose whether they want to keep doing what they're doing and keep getting the results that they're getting, or if they're willing to, you know, kind of step forward in courage and do something differently and perhaps create a different result. One of the things uh, with Sharon or uh, what Joe told me is like you really help them realize their potential. So, Nerida, what is the key to achieving the maximum potential? I guess it's it's wrapped up in a few different areas um, in my mind. So, um, the first thing is kind of ninety five percent of the journey, I guess, and that's actually having an awareness over how you may be limiting your journey. So, um, a lot of this can be described as sort of sabotage type behavior. Yep. For example, I've had clients, uh, quite a few clients actually who have this issue where they won't follow up leads or they won't sell the product even if somebody's standing right in front of them sort of begging them to experience their product or their service or whatever and they will trip over their words or they'll make an excuse in their head sort of saying, you know, oh, they're not that interested or, oh, I don't want to sell to them or I don't want to be perceived that way or whatever story they've got going on. And they're all brilliant stories, don't get me wrong, but they're just not getting the results that my clients are looking for. So, you know, having an awareness over how specifically or what specific areas you may actually be self-sabotaging in is really fundamental as far as reaching your true potential. Because if you, if you can't see it or if you don't know it, it's very hard to change it, right? Yep. So how does one go about then finding out, like, if they're self-sabotaging? Because I guess it is self-sabotage. So how do they discover it uh, within themselves? Or what are the steps in that sense? So there's a few different ways you can do that. One is the way that I find most people jump onto this the quickest is through the feedback in their environment. So, for example... If all of your friends are going, oh my God, are we having this conversation again? You're self-sabotaging. If you are, um, if you do something or say something and then you have the thought in your head going, why on earth do I keep doing that? Right? You know that, that, especially when you feel like that, it's just like, what are you thinking, woman or man or whatever? I mean, when that kind of conversation starts going on in your head, it's self-sabotaging. There's actually something underlying coming through your subconscious mind that's creating this pattern or this behavior. And the other way of, of looking at it is, are you not getting the results that you want in whatever area? So, um, you know, take this to however many different contexts you want to in your life. If you are consistently trying to get a different result from the one that you're getting, but you keep getting the same one, it's because there's something that you're doing that is creating that, so you're self-sabotaging that. And a lot of the time, it's not a lack of knowledge. 
So especially if you know what you need to be doing, but you do find yourself not doing what you need to be doing, definitely a self-sabotaging strategy. So that's generally when it, it's more of your mindset or it's more of your subconscious patterning that's creating a situation rather than your knowledge base. In regards to like once you've discovered that, so what are the next steps on working on it or I guess because to realizing that potential, you need to, I don't know, do you need to get rid of it or you can you live with it or what's the go there? I guess it depends on what you want for yourself. You know, I like, you know I'm a very big fan of the saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, like, <laughs> there's a searching for things that you could be doing differently if you're happy with the way that they are. Um, but if, if it's creating pain on some level or discomfort or frustration or, you know, worse than that, definitely you're going to want to change it. And depending on the severity or the depth of the underlying issue depends on sort of how we actually address it. So, for example, some things could be as simple as, you know, changing your thought patterns and then that will actually change your behavior. Other things could be a little bit more underlying, like a belief system that could be creating a certain strategy or behavior that's giving you the different outcome. So, Depending on the level that we're going to, a lot of it, um, people can intervene themselves and the deeper stuff, you know, the underlying beliefs around money, the underlying beliefs around identity, the underlying beliefs around, you know, how do I get my needs met? Those sorts of things really great to get somebody else to help you with because it's something that we're really best practiced at not <laughs> Our minds are actually geared up to protect us from having an awareness of the fact that we've even got a strategy or a belief system around these things in the first place. But there are stuff like smaller things that you can definitely intervene yourself. So, for example, if you can recognize that you're not looking after your body or your mind by not getting enough sleep, for example. There's so much study, so much research behind the power of getting enough sleep and how that actually contributes to our ability when we're awake and, um, you know, how much work we get done and, and all that sort of stuff. So, if you if you can recognize that I'm not getting enough sleep and it's affecting my work, you can intervene there, right? So if you can gain awareness over the strategy and it's a simple change, make the change. If you're finding it difficult to make the change and you keep attempting to and it's not working, then go and, you know, find somebody who can help you with that because there may be something more underlying even though it seems quite superficial. But, you know, try yourself first. I'm a big fan of if you've got the power, use it, you know. There's no point outsourcing that. So, yeah, just having an awareness once you have the awareness, make the change yourself. If your attempt to make the change yourself working, because like I say, it's generally not a knowledge issue, knowledge-based issue, it's generally something deeper. So if the knowledge base isn't creating the change in your behavior, then I would say it might be something that you need some help to work on. Yep. Like, uh, I've known of this and I've heard of this because like sometimes in self sabotage we kind of prevent ourselves from getting that help as well. So, like, we make yeah. up we make up a story. like, nope, I'm fine, and it's all my, uh, I can deal with it and stuff. So, because... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I have a rule, right? If it doesn't scare the shit out of you, it doesn't mean anything to you. <laughs> if, if the idea of actually reaching out is scary, that's because the outcome means something to you. You want to make a change, right? But then your, your subconscious mind is going, protect, 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 <laughs> and getting all of your alarm bells going, right? So, um, it's generally a really great indication that something really needs some work. Um, so, you know, feel the fear, enjoy it, 
uh, and, and take a step forward anyway. That's my advice on that one. And I guess that's why some people have to start accepting that they need that help. And again, helping is not a sign of weakness, but more of a sign of strength, I guess. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I guess it, it comes back to, again, what do you actually want, right? So Anthony Robbins talks about the pain-pleasure model, uh, where we either do things to avoid pain or to experience pleasure. Now, most of the population are people who want to avoid pain, right? So we actually need to build up a certain level of pain before we're going to take action on something. So basically, it's how many times do you want to miss a sale? How bad does business have to get, right? How bad does your relationship have to get? How horrible the things have to get before you go, you know what, I'm not fixing this to myself. And so then actually stepping out. And then obviously the opposite is true. People who are pleasure driven is, you know, I want that thing and I know I'm not achieving it, so I'm going to go and get help. They tend to go for help quicker than pain driven people. <laughs> yep. But either way, it's going to happen. Like either, either way, it's inevitable. And I guess it's something that I've learned from my own journey. There's times when I self sabotage because, you know, um, I'm human and have done it many times before I'm an expert. So those times where I've done it, it's sort of like, you know, try and push, push the thing that I'm avoiding to the side and push it to the side and push it to the side. And then you just keep getting that same lesson, you know, call it the universal God or, or purpose or whatever you want to call it. Right? But there's something that keeps bringing you back that same lesson until you get it, until you grow, until you heal and evolve, whatever the process is for you at the time. It's going to keep coming until you've got it. So if it is something around sales and, you know, really valuing what you do, that lesson's going to keep coming in so many different ways, shapes and forms until you get it, until you're actually able to move past it because it's an opportunity of growth. Yeah, and in terms of growth and taking that potential ahead and realizing that potential because self-sabotage plays a key role. But what about some other factors? And I remember you mentioning that when you work with your clients, you have the six keys to success or so. So could, yeah. you, could you go into a bit more of that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, basically, my five keys are relatively simple, but I think they're quite banning. So the first thing is to know why you're actually doing what you're doing. A lot of the people that I work with are in business because they want to make a difference, because they want to help the people, help people, they want to help the environment, they want to move society forward. They want to make a difference, right? So connecting with that gives you extra power and gives you extra courage, right? So it's, it's about something greater than yourself, basically. So understanding that and then understanding that in order to fulfill that, one of the best drivers that you can possibly have is to love yourself fully, right? Because if you love yourself fully, then you can't do anything but achieve your purpose because that would not be loving yourself. Right? Because that's, that's your true potential. So it kind of comes back into that and it influences that. The second thing is to surround yourself with the people who support, encourage, champion you, teach and guide you. Now, a lot of people talk about this, right? You are the sum average of the five people you spend most of your time with. So choose wisely. The third one is to allow your mind to release your self-talk, your emotions to work for you, not against you. So gaining awareness over those things. And also, you know, bringing the subconscious mind into conscious and taking your conscious into the subconscious. So it's an interplay. And I'm a very, very deep believer of passively manipulating yourself. So if you know something is going to get you moving, use it, you know. Um, if you know something's going to calm you down and ground you when that's needed, use it. Um, but just have a conscious awareness of 
how you do that and implement it where you need it. Fourth thing is to really nurture yourself, you know, sleep, goodness sake, so many entrepreneurs don't get enough sleep. Um, <laughs> eat great food, you know, whole food, let's get rid of some of those numbers, they don't do us any good. Drinking loads of water and then, you know, doing something special for yourself every day as well that makes you feel good, whether that be exercising, whether that be pampering yourself a little bit for the ladies or the men, whatever. Um, you know, doing something that your body feels good, that your body feels energized because by energizing your body, you energize your mind as well and you get rid of that fog that can sit around a lot of people's minds when they're not looking after themselves well. Um, and it's going to make you a lot more effective in your job. And then the last one is to take massive, consistent and strategic action. So recognizing where you need to change what you're doing and changing it. You know, you've got to, you've got to follow through. You've got to implement. You've got to do the things that's going to get you where you want to go. Um, and the only way to do that is to take a step forward. One of my mentors has said to me many, many times, and I love this, is, you know, courage doesn't just rock up on your door. It doesn't come knocking one morning. So you, there's no point sitting around waiting for it. Right? The only time courage actually comes is when we take action. So if you're experiencing fear around something, uh, you know, it could be a judgment of how do people perceive you if you act a certain way, if you if you change your behavior to suit more of what you want rather than who you've been in the past or whatever it is. If you have fear around that, the only way to combat that fear is by being courageous and taking action. That's it. That's, that's all you got, you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, like so you've... And you have summed it up really, really well. And those five keys, like if people were just to follow along with what we talked about, self-sabotage, like I, I'm pretty damn sure that they will be realizing their maximum potential. And it's amazing the difference that you, you know, that I've seen my clients go through and how quickly that can happen and, and how much somebody can look back, you know, even a, you know, after one session, if not, you know, uh, after the program or whatever, and they look back and they're like, I don't even know that person anymore. Like, <laughs> it's just like, why was I doing that? How could I do that? You know, and it's really, it's entertaining. It's really funny. And we have a good laugh about it. But it's, yeah, it's really powerful the amount that we actually do influence our own experience, both limiting and also um, expanding. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of power to it. Narada, I really loved how you summed everything up. And again, we're running out of time, but we could have, we could go on for hours and hours in this because <laughs> I'm going detail into all this, uh, keys and detail and going about how to implement. We might do that sometime next time. But before we end up, what is one key action that our listener can take in terms of realizing that maximum potential? I would say bring some awareness into your life. So I always set my clients the goal of, or, or an action of spend 24 hours doing things the way that you do it, but just kind of third-person perspective it if you can. So just notice what you're doing. Um, notice how you're talking. Notice what you're saying. Notice what you're thinking. And don't bring judgment to it. Just notice it, and you'll be surprised what a difference that in itself makes. Because if nothing else, you'll start going, ah, oh, that's why that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> So that can be quite empowering just in itself. And, you know, ask people as well. Ask people who you trust and who encourage you, not people who are potentially going to put you down or anything like that. But, you know, ask the people that you trust in your environment. Do you notice there's a pattern to anything that I do 
uh, in X area, at if X area is not getting you the results that you want. You never know what they're going to say. They might not have said anything because our society doesn't really encourage that kind of sharing. So they might have an awareness over something that you're doing as well. So reach out to people that you trust as well. And I guess that first step to realizing or achieving that maximum potential is actually identifying and this will really help in terms of that. So Narada, I love everything what you say and I'm going to give that the shot, obviously, that making sure I try to figure out what I'm doing and just take it from a third party view over that 24 hours. I'm pretty sure all the listeners loved it as well. So how would everyone get in touch with you? Where do you hang out on social media or do you write a blog or a website, something like that? Sure. My website is meridamills.com, so M-E-R-I-D-A-M-I-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-